0: Now listening to Type 88 on on, on Maker Park Radio with Dave Noodles. Don't stop dreaming. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's a beautiful Wu-Tang Wednesday up in Shaolin. It's your boy Dave Noodles. Episode
2: 39. And it's your boy Snoop D-O-W-G, little (laughs) bizzle. (laughs) Shout
1: out to everyone tuned in. Shout out to One Way Ticket who uh, who were right before me. We also have the Lemonade show after me, so keep it locked. Speaking of keep it locked, when it comes to hip-hop, this guy, he gets busy. He's been around the world and back again, so it was only right to, to get him on his day off or hour off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Never got a day off, right, Noodles? <laughs> mm. So shout to, out to my guy over here, though.
1: <laughs> so I wanted to welcome the one and only Praise One. What's good, bro? Oh
0: uh,
2: Yeah, what up? Shout out to everybody back home, man. Shout out to Bizarre as well. I'm like on fucking, about to be on three of his tapes. I'm on uh, Drugs Part 2. Well, me, Ventrice Fourth, Leo Reb, OG, Bernie, we're on there. And uh, I'm on the Christmas compilation tape, too. Oh, so shout out to cool. him. Shout out to Six Feet Deep. Shout out to everybody at home. Oh, by the way, not to mention, one last shout-out, shout-out to Underground Hustling too. I'm going to be on UGH67, hosted by Ritz from Strange Music. And me and Don Odd, we're on the cypher, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be on some 8-bit shit. Shout-out to everybody.
1: Yeah, make sure to check those. So, you know, I know, I know you, you, you know, we've been to a bunch of shows together. We've done a few shows together. So fact. for anyone that uh, is just getting to know you, maybe we could kind of go back to early on when you were kind of introduced to music or you were introduced to hip hop like how did how did you even pick it up how did you even find it
2: well i mean that's more of an emotional state because i was going through a lot of shit at home i was i was a young kid and i grew up in a violent household so i mean i picked up hip hop to get away from all that like i would just go in my room i didn't even know how to rhyme two words because uh, so i would just write bullshit just to fucking get away from what was going on at home i'm going to leave it at that So,
1: what was, like, that first project that you ever heard that, like, put that spark in you? Did you hear... Did you get, like, an album? Was it a song?
2: Oh, no. Oh, I know exactly what you... It was Eminem Mosh. That's by my uh, my cousin Joey and my cousin... uh, Not my cousin. My older brother, they were... They were more into hip-hop before I was, but I was, like, seven years old when I heard Mosh, and I saw Eminem with the hoodie and, like, just stomping with, with, with everybody behind him, and I thought, yo, this is the illest shit in the world. And then, you know, from everything that was going on at home, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna fucking try this shit out, why not? And then I haven't stopped ever since then. That was 10, that was, like, 11 years ago.
1: Got it, got it. So, it was quite a while ago, over
2: a decade well, yeah, that's when I started like like <clears throat> rapping, rapping. I started rapping, rapping when I was in the fifth grade, but I started writing bullshit when I was like in the third grade, but I mean like I, I really knew I wanted to do it when I was like in the fifth grade. So yeah, that's why I it. say like 11 years. It's like two, 2008, yeah.
1: Okay, okay. That's, so it's been quite a journey. Do you remember your fir- the first album you ever got? Um.
2: Yes, actually. It was like, someone that actually bought it for me was Ludacris' theater of the mind but and because i I really fucked with that album but that wasn't really like an influence or nothing but i was like i just loved the way luda was spitting on that but i mean like the first first album that really got me into hip-hop i would definitely say maybe the slim shady lp or maybe diabolics liar and a thief actually no it was cannabis is 2000 bc that's what it was okay those that albums came out. That Those album
1: was crazy. That
2: was, man. That was, man.
1: I remember having that in my fifty CD changer.
2: Oh, shit. I had a
1: Sony surround sound. I had a speaker in every corner of my room.
2: Oh, shit.
1: I don't remember what number CD it was, but bro, I remember me and my friend Paul Morris. That, that was, like, one of his favorite rappers oh, yeah, back bro. in the day.
2: So. Yeah, man. Shout out to him, too. That's one of my favorite rappers of all time, too, man. Like, yo, like... um. He was actually one of the first like hardcore lyricists that I got into because like my older brother was into G Unit and and shit like that because they were dominating the fucking game right there. But then as I got older and I started discovering hip hop for myself, it was it was Eminem, Diabolic, Cannabis, Big Pun. Later on, self titled Mad Child, Mad fucking rappers that that just influenced me. That's
1: crazy, bro. I'm I'm remembering back in the day. So this was probably you're talking about your first CD. Was that Luda one?
0: Yeah,
2: Theater of the Mind. My
1: first CD was Naughty by Nature, originally uh, self-titled Naughty by Nature, their first album with OPP on it. That's insane. Most, most people know that um, song if if they know any song from that album, um, old school or new school. Bro, I, I got that album when I was like eight years old. That's crazy. Somehow bro, I was able crazy. to like tell Columbia House like I was over the age of fifteen. They sent me that, and I got, like, the Aladdin soundtrack, TLC, Whitney Houston, Michael Jackson, Dangerous. And, like, those were, like, my first, like, seven albums. Oh and shoot. I got them all for a penny. I don't oh know wow. if you even remember Columbia House, do you? Nah,
2: man. I'm I'm, okay. only, I'm only 22. So oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. So yeah I'm, I'm a fucking baby. <laughs> so, <laughs> like. so,
1: yeah. So I remember hearing that, bro. I was just like, oh, you know, it's a cool hip hop. It looks cool, bro. That album was crazy for for an eight year old to hear. <laughs> bro, we had these yeah, man. We had these big ass speakers that that like connected. You know, like the big speakers were kind of the normal speakers oh, back yeah, in the day. I, I got you. They bro. were like this tall, bro. and I like so like they had that knob thing. It was it was like a receiver or something. So I, I'm like, oh, you know what? I'll, I'll keep this. I'll turn this a little high. Um, let, what could this be? Bro, there's a skit on there, bro, where they're just killing people.
0: <laughs> oh, and bro, shit. I,
1: and you hear oh, guns fuck. going off, and I'm like, <laughs> "I'm bro, I'm eight years old. It's in my home. <laughs> bro, my mom is probably like, what is going on,
2: David?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you, you want to hear something funny? Yo, all
2: right. So, s- something similar to that situation. I remember when I was a little-ass kid, and I first heard kill you for the first time. The chainsaws was going off. I was like... Deep
0: down, I was like, "Oh shit, yo, what the fuck is going on?" But deep down, I'm s- inside. I'm like, "Yo, this is fucking ill." Like, <laughs> oh yeah, you had to be ving, like, f- ving, ving.
1: <laughs> You had to be like four when you heard
2: that. I mean, actually, I,
1: I heard that I was 14.
2: No, nah, because um, oh, you heard I was it probably at a later. Age. It was probably the the same time because okay, uh, you didn't hear it when it came out. No, nah, I didn't. No, nah, definitely not when I came <laughs> good, out because I was fucking. Oh, another fun fact about him: Eminem actually dropped his first EP on my on my first birthday. December sixth, nineteen really? 1997, that's when I turned one. That's when he dropped the Slim Shady EP. That's crazy. This shit was meant to be, man. I, I guess you could say that.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, man, fucking... Uh, yo, I, I love this fucking culture, man. This fucking... This culture gave me such a fucking outlet and just just fucking helped me out, man.
1: Yeah, so, you know, not every kid has the same life. Um, I would probably say I was quote-unquote privileged growing up. Things were pretty easy for me. Um, in terms of therapy, you know, we all kind of have a way of dealing with things or like facing situations. How th- how was uh, hip hop? How did that play a role for you in terms of you know taking yourself to the next level,
2: bro? Hip hop is everything to me, bro. I can't. I, I I was never fucking good at anything else, man. It got me through some of the worst fucking shits in my life when I was when I was fucking. Just a little kid going through, seeing the shit that I saw, bro. Hip hop was like, my my favorite rappers fathered me better than anybody else in my wow. life, because I never had a male I never had a male role model in my life, and anybody that ever did proved that they really weren't. So my favorite rappers were that, you know what I'm saying? So hip hop is everything to me, bro. When I all the bullshit, like I said, that I've been through, man, hip hop was just the one thing that stuck around that basically said, yo, listen, we all got it rough, man, but don't worry, bro, you're gonna get through that shit so, that's real, and, and man. yeah, man, that's, it's the only, it's, it's really the only thing I got. Like if I didn't, like if hip hop vanished away tomorrow, I'd go home with nothing. I would, I would go home with not a single fucking thing. Honestly, that's,
1: man. That's some real stuff right there. Yeah, man. I, I remember, I could I could remember this. I was literally on home, I was on home punishment cause I got in trouble and my mom was just on some David, I, David, I don't trust any of your friends right now. Oh, any, shit. any of them could have ratted on you. Oh, She's damn. like, you're not going anywhere for the whole summer.
2: Oh shit,
1: <laughs> bro. bro, I'm 16. Hormones are kicking in.
2: Uh, I feel you. I bro, feel you. <laughs> like,
1: I just chill, Like, you just want to go out. It's the summer, bro. It's like Yay. 90 degrees every day. Uh, and bro I, bro, I remember, bro, I got that. I begged for the there was like this pass that you could get a blockbuster where you could un- rent unlimited games oh for the month. Oh and it was like 60 oh bucks. Shit. And I remember, I th- bro, the, the summer, all I did, I looked forward to going to the nursing home that I worked at. It was only like 20 hours a week. Oh but I looked forward to saying what's up to Angie. And there was another woman there, uh, Margaret, Margie. Oh bro, oh they shit. were like my best friends during that summer, bro. And I remember every day I would come home Play video games, bro, and i come home at, like, 3, so you got the whole day. Damn, I would come home at 3, literally play video games, eat a little bit, bro, and I just hit the gym in my room, bumping the Eminem show.
2: Oh, that fucking album, man.
1: Bro, and pe- people like, well, what's your favorite Eminem? I always say that one, because for me, that was the most crucial one. That's when I needed it the most, and it, mm. like... It was there, then, bro, songs like Soldier, and oh, yeah, White bro. America, and, bro, every song was just kind of this, like, dealing with things, but kind of fighting through it, in yeah, a way. Yeah, man. It was that's, so emotional.
2: Like, that's why Eminem says that, you know, it's, it's, cause it's technically, like, fight music, but it's not music that you, you brawl, brawl out to, it's music that you fight through your tribulations with. That's why yeah, I fucking, yeah. that's why I salute that man, you know, that's, that's what that man told me, man. You know, you know, you don't gotta throw a fist, bro, just. Just throw the fucking microphone on and fight through that way.
1: Didn't he say my words are weapons? Yeah, that
2: that <laughs> fucking that was a good that was a good D12 album
0: too, a good man. D12 that album. was
2: bizarre. Was funny as shit on that song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm in divorce
0: court soon. My pitch <laughs> off for back at Newport. So I was fucking crying. It's like fucking bizarre, bro.
1: Damn, man. Just remembering that and just probably rem- so I remember this before the summer. You know, because concerts happen and you have to mm-hmm. buy the. The tickets way before. This was yeah. before Facebook. This was before MySpace and like StubHub, where you could get the ticket later. It was like, bro, I bought those tickets like four months before I got punished. So, bro, all of a sudden, the m&m show was coming up because I bought oh these shit, tickets, oh bro. And I'm I'm hanging out with all the people that are. They're still my friends today, but bro, my mom was like, they could still come, but you're gonna be sitting with me and your cousin. <laughs> So I was like, <laughs> my cousin, my old cousin. So I'm like, what does he know? But I'm l- but uh, but wait, he is coming to the show. So he he must know something. Bro, I remember we go to the Eminem show, bro. It's have bro, been punished for a month and a half now. In oh the summer, man. it's oh August, shit. Oh shit. bro. I go, I go completely insane, man, bro. I left the show, s- dripping in sweat, no voice,
2: shirt somewhere.
0: <laughs> he said shirt somewhere well, It's <laughs>
2: so on the other <laughs> side The janitor picked it up Was like What the fuck is this Alright Going to the trash <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> I just remember Where like music Was actually like Therapy Or like What I needed yeah. And it literally like bro I got out of there I was like But I wasn't on anything I was just chilling Like I was like Wow like, strictly high off the music, and it, 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 like, solved my problem in that moment.
2: That That's fucking, crazy, that's bro. dope as fuck. But you know when you go to them shows, you'll leave it soaking wet, because them motherfuckers throwing <laughs> water bottles in the crowd, soaking, you know, they, they might as well just bring a fucking water hose out. Just, <laughs> like, you know you go, you're, you're leaving, you're leaving like you just jumped in a fucking pool, bro. Like,
1: <laughs> So we were high up, so there was no water really hitting us. Oh, yeah. But bro. I remember there was a funny part where Ludacris, that was when he was doing the Bobbling Heads. I think oh, it was on the, the Roll Out song. Um, dun, dun, nah. And <laughs> he actually brought out the big dog from the video. Oh, and shit. And the dog is huge, bro. And then all of a sudden, the dog pees water on the crowd. It was oh, so funny, bro.
2: Damn, bro. Yo, how you just walked out be like, bro, I just got pissed <laughs> on. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, <laughs> Drake be like, me too. Like,
1: <laughs> It's crazy, man. That summer was is definitely a memorable one <laughs> in its yeah, own unique way.
2: <laughs> fucking, how you just sit there in the crowd and be Like yeah I'm going to see Ludacris tonight Nah you're getting pissed on bro like, <laughs> Fucking surviving Ludacris Like damn bro Like,
1: <laughs> Has there been a show that you went to That was like kind of life changing in a way Like um, a hip hop show
2: Not life changing The only shows that I really Well you know what Dave I got you bro I'll say this Life changing in a way where it has built experiences Because the shows that I've been to Were the ones that I opened up for like well, Got me it. and Don It was yeah, yeah. so anyway. Um, the first show that I've ever been through too, where I wasn't opening up, it was when Eminem performed. I think at um, what do they call? It's not called Shea or City Field, right? Or Shea Stadium anymore? No, like what? Oh Shea like, yeah. Stadium. Yeah, it's I think a City Field now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 what I meant. Yeah, Eminem performed there. Fucking, you know how you know oh. how he performs. Yeah, that was the first one. But all the other shows that. I've been to with a, like like twisted. Uh, shout out to underground hustling and Don Odd. Um, we got mad fucking love there, so that was definitely a, f- a change. Where did you and I perform? Met... City Field? No, 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 I didn't perform at City Field. That's when I first saw Eminem there. But we performed a- in Syracuse. This was early October. This was in o- October. We performed in Syracuse, and then the-, the following week they hit us up, and we we went out to Ohio. Wow. So yeah, Daytown, Ohio. So fucking those yo, let me tell you something, Dave. Ohio, I think me and Don probably performed close to in front of close to a thousand people, bro. Ohio. Twisted kid? Twisted packed out that fucking house, bro. Holy shit. And wow. even Syracuse, bro, we got mad fucking we got mad love in Syracuse. And then Ohio. Those kids. Holy are shit. Ready, bro. We got we got we got love from the people that were on the label. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of like Underground Avengers. They actually remembered they actually remembered us and shit. And I met, um, I'm pretty sure you don't know um, Scum from Lyrical Snuff Productions and Insane Poetry. You know, Insane Poetry is one of the godfathers of horrorcore. You oh, know what I'm nice. saying? So they remembered us. They were mad fucking humble, bro. Like, yo, it's good-hearted people. You know, shout out to them as well. But um, yeah, we got love from them got mad love from people and then next thing you know a few months i think maybe like two months later we're on tour with blaze your dead homie and anybody killer you know what i'm saying so wow it's definitely it's it, it, it was definitely a life-changing experience man it was definitely something that i could actually cross off my bucket list and actually I, if i go tomorrow i could at least say me don out and the fourth we're on tour you know what i'm saying <laughs> shout out to all the brothers at home <laughs> so yeah so that did you just come back recently? Yeah, yeah. We we just got back from Texas. Texas was the last. Oh, day. nice, bro. They That's fucking, a trip, bro. That yeah. How'd you get out there? Plane. Plane? plane. Yeah, we got plane. It, got We it. got we got last minute tickets. Okay. You know, but I mean, we did it, yo. Bro, Ventries got Mad Love. So did Donad, and, and and so did me as well. I, I sold I sold some CDs and shit, you know. But yo, that that house was fucking packed too. That was probably close. That was probably second to Ohio. Okay. So it was definitely fucking, oh, oh, Massachusetts, we performed in Massachusetts, too. And you'll never believe who we performed with. We went right before. Jaron fucking Benton. Really? Yeah, they got him last minute. So we performed with Jaron Benton. Good luck, bro. Yeah, man. It was fucking, it was definitely some shit, bro. It was definitely something, just just a whole new experience, and now, and and definitely a piece of touring, man. I I got, I think, I think fucking the whole Magic Ninja Entertainment establishment, Jaron Benton. Donod and and Ventrice the fourth man you know we and underground hustling too.
1: Shout out to them, yeah. So you find yourself going on this tour with Donod and Ventrice. What was, how, what did you do? You hopped in the car, the van. Did you was the um it, was the, it the first? Tour bus?
2: Well, the first few I would say from Rhode Island to Brooklyn, we drove. Got we it. Def- we definitely drove, and then Minnesota, we flew. Texas, we flew.
1: Got it. Got it. That's crazy, bro. So, yeah, man, I've been on these tours, too, with, like, G-Eazy, Tory Lanez, Mike Stud, and... Good shit. They're, uh... Yeah, it wasn't me rapping. It was me selling merch and stuff, but... But either way, great, bro, that's the the kids an Bro, the hi- college, high school... Like, kids going into college and college, bro. They're just so ready for, like, new cool stuff. Yeah, man, and that's and fucking... When and also, you're there with their favorite artist, so it helps. Exactly, bro. They're like, "Oh, exactly. you're here with G-Eazy? Oh, I'll buy." You know what I mean? It, that makes sense. I'll yeah. cop yeah, something. Bro. And um, good times, man. Good times. So you went on how many dates?
2: We did, we did five.
1: Okay. We did. Uh, That's dope.
2: Three dates back to back. Then we came home for like a couple of days. Then we went out to Minnesota, and then we came home. F- I would say for like a week or two, and then we went out to Texas. Texas, great vibes speaking of, speaking of CDs though I got physical copies On my debut project hey. My Brain EP And since my man Dave Noodles Over Jesus. here With Stereotype Co <laughs> With that fire <laughs> ass blog And this fire <laughs> ass radio interview It's hey. my gift to you my brother Thanks,
1: my bro I appreciate that Signed copy d- and everything Hey, fresh Yeah, Thank man. I, I, got, I,
2: got a, I got a couple more copies You know if, if you want to give to like maybe The Stereotype Co staff You know what I'm saying Like
1: you yes. should hit up my guy at uh, Major Records, bro. You ever go there?
2: Uh, No, I haven't. But, yo, if, if you got... Like, hey, I'll give you, like, two more copies if you want. You know, f- for anybody at the the Stereotype Co-staff, if anybody. There you go. So, uh, ma- have you been to Major Records? No, I have not, man. Tell me about it. So, it's... They used to have a shop
1: in... Which is now ShopRite. It used to be Pathmark. Oh, shit. They used to have a, a record store in there. Wow, um, that's fucking insane. You know, you know how things are. Rent goes up and... They didn't want to shut down, they were so they they moved around the block. So you know where Michaels is on Forest? Yes, I know that. So I got most of my crafts there. Um, oh wow! Okay. My, griff- my spray paint and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so right behind there, there's like a juice spot. It's like right across from the telco. Oh it's, so it's shit! So re- it's a record short stop. It's like the only one on Staten mm. Island. It's a gem. That's so dope. So if you're stuff. a hip hop artist. Go meet my boy Steve out there, cause they sh- they show support. They hold artists' music mm, as long oh as it's wow, in, as wow. long as it's in like I don't know how they have to how it has to be presented, but as long as it's like printed up nice, and yeah, man. Stuff dope. Like that.
2: Oh, by the way, for the CD, shout out to Jersey Joker too. He came in he came in clutch with that. I got I got just those for now because like I needed some last minute merch for Texas. You know what I'm saying? So. I got hooked up with that, and he yeah. fucking... He made that shit an obligation, and he definitely did his thing, man. Yo, shout out to Jersey Joker and the Graphic Kings. Don yeah. Odd's got copies, too, man. Yo, y'all go hit him up if y'all want a copy If They Call Me Don Odd. And he's working on his album, too, man. This shit's gonna be fucking there fire. One, uh, two more things. Also, you could check me and Don out at Underground Hustling 65, hosted by Bizarre from D12 and King Gordy, a.k.a. Lars. We got two joints on there. He's on The Cypher with them. He's on Underground Hustlin' 66. With nice. the ROC and Monoxide from Twisted. And he's going to be on hu- Underground Hustling 67-2 with the Cypher, my man.
1: So There you go, man. You guys hosting. are getting busy out here.
2: Yeah, bro. We're fucking nonstop, bro. That's how it is, man. If you ain't doing nothing at home, get your ass off the couch <laughs> and fucking do some shit, man. Destiny's within ourselves.
1: Did you, like, go through a vortex and, like, find 26 hours in your day or something? Like, how are you, <laughs> how are you doing this,
2: bro? Bro, it's, it's grinding, man. That's, yeah, yeah. that's what it is, man. Because, yo, listen... I, I, I used to be down in the dubs, man I used to self loathe I used to hate myself but yo if it wasn't for for certain people like everybody else telling me to get up and get 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 your fucking get your get your shit together you know what I'm saying I I I had I had to do it myself man it wasn't just like a fucking oh I, I, it's like it's something I had to work on each and every day and then like as the opportunities were coming in and just it it kind of like changed me like I'm not I don't I feel more peace within myself now that i'm more motivated to do shit because i used to be a very angry person like you could even hear it in my music but now like i feel like i'm starting to fade away from that person and i feel like real, I'm, I'm within a better mind state than what i was because you want to know what it is it's not even like i feel like a quote-unquote more positive person it's more within the fact i just feel more motivated and i feel like i'm actually doing something with my life than what i was before there you go you know i'm saying And I'm only young, man. I'm only 22. And people tell me that, like, yo, you're doing a lot for your age, man. You keep this going. There's definitely a light for you. You know what I'm saying? And hopefully, bro, hopefully something works out, man. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well,
2: I I always
1: talk to my boy from Projectivity, Chris, and he always points out passion and purpose. So, like, if you have those two things, like, it just, it gives you this fulfillment. Because one, there's something that You just want to do, and regardless of money or no money, it it pushes you because you love it, you know what I mean, or it it takes you away from something negative, or you may not do something negative because you have that thing to look forward to. Exactly, man. Um, Then, of course, purpose, you may want to take it to the next level, or you're trying to figure out the next thing, Mm. or you have a, a project that you're working on. Having those things to look forward to, or to build on, or to, you know... Or like mm. the thi- that's the purpose it's like you know what I'm gonna get this done and then it kind of you don't get distracted from some bullshit that's true because you're like, you know what I'm not gonna go out because I need that fifty to get in the stew exactly You know what I mean exactly. or or I need that two fifty to fly to Texas exactly you know what I'm saying exactly. you, you, it kind of helps you put priorities in check and um I love that purpose stuff
2: man. exactly so man. key and and the thing is man i, I just, just me as a person, from what I've learned, and for just, just for how I am, man, I can't miss an opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I just can't miss it. Like, you know, because like I said, I'm in a more, in a more motivated spot in my life, man. And I just, uh, I, just can't, I, I can't just go back to the same person that I was before. You know what I'm saying? And now that things changed, and now that, just shit is, shit is getting real, man. It's just I can't slow down, man. I can't slow down. That's That's why, real, I, like, bro. I got a lot, of, I got a lot of shit in store, bro. I got I got a lot of fucking crazy shit, man. A lot of shit in store.
1: That's real, man. You know that's that that purpose. It's you know you got stuff to look forward to, you're building. It you know and I always I always try to let people know like that thing that you've been working on. I'm not saying rush it out and just put it out unready, but like the minute you do something, the minute you hit that goal, the minute you put out this all of a sudden you're in you're in go mode you know exactly. it's like, all right exactly. i'm gonna promote this but then it's like well what do i do now yeah, and exactly. then it's like well i'm working on this now and then that's i got the it, it opens like once you get one thing out your way there's a new thing that you could do or there's a new that's you're ready to do something that's
2: else. why i'm glad i got ventrice the fourth in my corner because anytime i'm like yo what the fuck do i do he's like this, this 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 this. I'm like, oh, all right, all right, I'm gonna do all that. Like, <laughs> and also one last thing, yo. For by the way, me Donard and Ventries the fourth, we got a collaboration with Bizarre from D12 as well. We got, Sick, yeah, my hometown. Shout out to shout out to my bro Caesar that that produced the beat. He goes by Deep. So it's definitely this is definitely one for this is definitely one from New York to Detroit. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Bizarre. Shout out to Donard. Shout out to Ventries the Fourth. And shout out to Deep too. Shout out to KMC as well.
1: Yeah. Shout out to everyone supporting people's dreams. I psh, I can't even shout out people that have support me, man. I I don't want to take up this show. <laughs> yeah. Fucking. <laughs> but, uh,
2: a whole fucking list, a you know, scroll know you of people <laughs> like. You know who you are. You know who you exactly. are. Exactly. Shout out, out to you guys. Dave got the whole fucking world supporting you. <laughs> Like you see that train passing by right now, everybody on that train supports Dave. That's how true it is <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: it's a real shit though, like even five people like you know what I mean like I literally have like I have so many people that I know I'm so grateful for, but there's literally like a few people that are like the world- you know, so even if I have a few that support that is the world to me exactly you know what I'm exactly, saying exactly so bro. exactly shout out to all them out there and um, it's real man just seeing seeing the progression. Exactly. You know, I, I've been to a few of your shows. What I really liked about them was I almost didn't know anyone performing, and and um and that was weird for me because I, I'm at a, a lot of shows. I know a lot of the hip hop community, but it was it was a breath of fresh air because there were a lot of MCs that were from Jersey, they were from different parts, and they came to the shows. And um, you guys, you know, you did it correct. And I've had I've had experiences at Mother Pugs where I'm like, oh. I don't know how this is going to go, but I was like, you know what? He's a nice dude. Oh, I know Ventrice. He's a nice dude. Mm. I, and then I met Don. And I'm like, all right, well, you know, it can't go wrong with these guys. And then yeah. I went, bro. And I was the first show you had me part of, bro. I was I was surprised. I was Whoa. like, a hip hop show of Mother Pugs? Like, what's going to happen? Because I know they do a lot of rock stuff. Yeah, we bro, we the brought. I was, the shout vibe out was to great.
2: Yeah, shout out to Mother Pugs and Jeff Altieri, too. We brought the hip hop to them, man. And yeah. honestly, I, I got it. There's one specific person that I gotta thank for this, and that's my boy Vex, bro, because my boy Vex is very well known in the punk scene, I think he used to write for a magazine, I don't, I don't know for sure, but, yo, he he was a firm believer in what the fuck I was doing too, and I had just put out the singles for the My Brain EP, just a, a, a few singles, not not too much, and I had enough to book for like 30 minutes though, and he was like, yo, for my 21st birthday, bro, you're gonna perform at Mother Pugs, I was like, for 30 minutes, I was like, oh shit, and I was mixing with bands, I was like the only rapper on there, so I was like, no doubt, my bro, no doubt. And then we did the show. I got mad fucking love. He threw a couple of bucks in my pocket. And ever since then, I started linking up with Pugs and shit. And we started, you know, we started fucking throwing shows there. But ever since, the Ventrice fourth got introduced on Hip Hop Returns. That was like okay. probably my second hip hop event there. And he just brought the fucking shows to live. He brought them alive, man. Because we, like, I had my th- my, my 21st birthday there and did well, did well, hip-hop returns, he did the show, he fucking brought out all his people, we brought out everybody, it was really fucking dope, we uh, we had another show there, it didn't do so well, because like, I was still fresh to this, but then when I started really listening to him, bro, major fucking turnaround, major turnaround, and that's why I, I, I honestly think that the success that we have at these shows and at Mother Pugs I for, I, I believe it's him bro I, I believe that he really made that shit happen like if it really was not for him and and from the knowledge that he brought to the table I wouldn't have known half the shit because I want I wanted to go get my promoter's license but I didn't know what the fuck to do and it was showing because I was just brand new to this and I met him and everything was just a complete turnaround and now now because of him we could pack out a fucking house you know what I'm saying
1: there you go, and
2: man. And one last person I want to mention, I want to say rest in paradise to Caitlin O'Connell. She, um, I. I think I think this is like her fourth or fifth anniversary of her passing, and wow. yeah, it's it's today <laughs> actually. That's why, and I just want to say that we miss you every day, and uh, I'm glad that you're watching over everybody, and please continue to do so. You know, whatever success that every one of us have, we dedicate it to you. So. And definitely. Oh, and one last person. I wanna, Course. I wanna, I wanna mention my my dearest aunt Deborah, who passed away from brain cancer. She inspired that whole project. I made a dedication song to her, Mad World, and it was definitely her love and her motivation that really inspired that project. So that's wow. definitely. I lost them both in the same year. So wow. yeah, it was it was a fucked up year for me. So that's real, man. Rest in paradise to the both of them. R, R. R. P. I P. I know you guys are watching over us every day and we love and miss you.
1: That's some real stuff, man. RIP to them. <sighs> a Few of my friends too that this last month was it was a crazy month. So yeah, shout out to any- anyone going through some bullshit right now or some tough times. Um I pray for you guys every night. That's some real stuff, man. And Brain Ape the EP so you you you, you had quite a few people on here.
2: Yeah, man. I, I basically where'd had to you squat. record? Where'd you record this? Um, majority of the tracks, I actually recorded it at a bunch of different places. Okay. The uh, the song "My Brain," which is the the first song I ever fucking recorded in my whole life. Oh wow! I recorded that with brand new. And nice. I know him. He's good, dude. Yeah. Word. Shout out to him. Um, "My Brain Revamp." Uh, basically, Constantine bothered all the time. Never gonna change. Being honest, "My Brain Revamp." Where's the Money and Mad World We're all with Devorano and Don Odd. Those, those, that's family. That's family right there. And they produced majority of the track too. Um, my track, Pessimist, I reco- and Body the Game, I recorded with ventries And, yeah. And he, he mastered everything, made it sound equal. And Devorano, Don Odd, the records that they produced, they all mixed and mastered and did everything too. And uh Yeah. And fucking, um, Pessimist was produced by Jojo Beats. Uh, for anybody who does not know JoJo Beats out there, which uh, a lot of you do, he produced nine records for Dave East. And one of those records has Nas on there, and Same. another one of those records has T.I. on there. And the record with Dave East and Nas is on the latest UFC game. So, for any motherfucker that, that has that game, anytime you listen to Dave East and Nas, they hated. That's my boy JoJo Beats on the productions, you know what I'm saying? You
1: go. So, you got busy, man. You had a lot of had a lot of features. You know, but you kept it in house. Not too many features, you know, a couple of features, but you know, what what would you say, you know, looking back? What was that one record that, you know, that you feel was that therapy to you? Would you, would you think that was the one with with your aunt?
2: It was it was um it was the whole EP, man. It, really? was, it was it was everything because any any when I make music, I don't make music to appeal. So that's why I get a lot of controversy for it. I make music to say what I want to say. Like, Constantine was therapeutic because it's anger, punchlines. Balled it all the time. That song was about people taking my kindness for weakness and me throwing it back at them. Mm. Never Gonna Change was people judging me for my music, saying it's too negative and not radio play, so I basically tell them to go fuck themselves. Got it. Being Honest is, it's it's a violent record, but it's literally, at the core, speaks for itself. I'm just being honest, though. Like, I really felt like doing the shit. Body the Game, that's kind of like the underdog track, that's the underdog track, which features my, my bro, Leo Reb, OG Bernie of the Fourth. And basically we made that anthem to say, yo, you know, we're coming up, man. We're going to fucking, we're going to body this shit. And then after that was Pessimist, which that record was for people to tell me, oh, you're too pessimistic. You're too negative. You're too, de- oh, really? I am. Well, then maybe I am. And I made, and I made that record. My Brain Revamp, that's Boom Trap. You know, it's, it's more of like, it's all, it's playful. It's punchliney. Where's the money? I wrote in a fucked up time point in my life. Um, I wrote it before I got the beat, and I was working at Shoprite. I was barely making two hundred dollars a week. I was my family was broke. My mom was was out of work. You know, I, I was dealing with the death of my loved ones, and I was I was going through mad shit, man. I was really suicidal, and I just I I, I just couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't take not walking into a refrigerator to see food, and my like my mom was going to Jersey to eat because we barely had money, and. Wow. So I had to fucking, I didn't, if I didn't, if I wasn't working at ShopRite, I I wouldn't have been able to eat, because, so I I fucking, I wrote that song, I I took that old saying, where's the money, like, Uh, and I made a song out of it, because, like, it it was therapeutic, everybody loves it, everybody, yeah, bro, this is the banger, but I look at them, and I'm like, you think it's a banger, but you don't know what the fuck I was going through at that point, like, it's no disrespect, it's no disrespect, because I look at that record as, like, something more than just a banger, you know what I'm saying, so... I love when people I love the compliments I get for it I love when people say yeah bro we turn up and I love the re- I love it but I look at that record more emotionally than I look at that record like turn up because wow. there's nothing turn up-y about that song to me besides what it sounds like because it's all hit with a taser the squad is a major I whipped out my razor I stripped them and maimed them swing in these chains that were quick with it. uh I'm fully prepared for what's coming to me I'm hungry I want what I need rather there's money like you know what I'm saying it's like because it's, it's That's a fu- that. I,
1: that's that hunger.
2: Like, yeah. real hunger. And it, it was it was, it was was a fucked up point in my life. The the single My Brain, that's kind of like my introduction to the fucking world. <laughs> and I wrote that, like, you know, in a very angry time point in my life. And Mad World was actually the first record me, Don On, and Devorano ever did. And because I was just freshly getting out of all that. And still going through shit, but not as nearly as bad as, like, but... Yeah, this was actually before I was working a shop, right? This was actually before Where's the Money? And I met Don Odd, I met Deverano, and me and Don Odd were having a personal conversation because Don Odd, he does not like to... He likes to get to know the person. You know what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't just send you a verse and that's just it. Like, he needs... He wants to know you. You know what I'm saying? So, when me and him were having that personal record, he was actually supposed to throw a verse on there. I don't know... uh, Mm -hmm. He he could tell you why, you know, but he, he still... I guess... He wanted to hear more, I'm guessing. I don't know, but I mean... Because it was his his idea for for the sample and everything. But I started talking about my aunt and shit like that because it was something I repressed for a long time. And It was definitely a beautiful record. It was definitely something that I I kept at the ending of it to purposely show people that, listen, I may have talked what I talked about on this record, but this is why. So at the end of the record, Mad World Goes Last to tell people that this is literally why all this is on here. So, it literally, it shows you all the darkness, and then boom, it Got gives it. you the reason. Got you. That's
1: real, man. I, I really, I, th- I think it's great that you were able to, you know, wh- when you go through tough times, it, it's very memorable. I, I It sucks. I, I mostly remember a lot of bad stuff more than good. So, like...
2: A lot of us, I a lot of us feel the same way, man. Trust me.
1: <laughs> cause one, i uh, I'm pretty lucky, cause the bad things don't happen all the time, <laughs> too. Yeah. So that kind of makes it easier to remember. But, but it's cool when you could find the outlet, you know, or the way to vent in a way that's healthy for you, mm-hmm. and the way you were able to kind of, ch- the way you were able to channel this, into this, you know, as a as a body of work. For the world, the Mad World, <laughs> yeah, it is you know it's, it, it's just a, it's a beautiful thing, you know, just to kind of be, like, you'd be like, you know what, all this happened, but I'm here, mm. you know what I mean, and I'm f- I'm good, I'm ready to rock, you know, I'm ready yeah to man. rock these crowds wherever I go. So I, that's some real stuff, man.
2: Mad World. What I love about that record, though, besides for it being what it was, a lot of people tell me like. I was getting hit ups like, once I put this, like, I first debuted this record at my 21st birthday. I didn't, I didn't rap it. I didn't perform it. I literally, I debuted it. Not, uh, yeah, my, my 21st birthday, not my 22nd. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. I set the microphone down and I played that record and I just stood there on that stage and I listened to every word and I, I teared up, but everybody was around. I told everybody to get the light is up. You know what I'm saying? Because this record is, it's, it's for people that ever lost anybody. You know what I'm saying? So. And and a lot of people at, at the end they were telling me like yo listen I lost my I lost this person to that this person to that and I remember when I put when I first dropped that record, a lot of people were telling me like yo listen man like I I got one hit up that was like yo listen you really inspired me to do this shit I was like me like what the fuck like wow. I'm just a normal fucking guy like and a lot a lot of people loved it man a lot of people loved that record and it, it's I, I was surprised man because like. The, pe- the 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 um what the feedback that I got from that record was never anything that I've gotten from any record. Everybody used to shit on me. You sound too much like Eminem. You too negative. Too this that. Too blah blah blah. And then I'm like, all right, whatever, whatever, man. Just gonna fucking shit on this next record I put out anyway. Might as well fucking put it out anyway. So, but then I'm getting all this positive feedback from Mad World. It's like, yeah, man, like this, that, and the other. I'm like. It's definitely something I I felt like I never received before. And I feel like people now they're fucking with me a lot more than they were back then. So, I'm I'm glad I'm glad, man. I'm I'm glad that you know whoever supports, you guys support, whoever bought bought a copy. I'm I'm glad you guys are there, man, and we're all doing this together, you know.
1: That's amazing, man. And it's cool that you're bringing people along for the journey. You're helping other people. You're giving them a stage, you know, so it's not like look at me look at me it's like look at us let's make this happen together so i really like the shows you know there's a great unity um stereo uh stereotypically hip hop shows people are afraid to have the shows and venues and there's the oh there's going to be violence you know what i mean and Fuck bro that. you go there and it was just it was just happiness man and then you know the lyrics People are venting on them, but it, no one's actually hurting anyone. You know what I mean? It was just pure. It was just pure good vibes. Yeah, man. Because shows.
2: because the thing is, man, I don't look at this as me, 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 me. I don't look at that. I, I. That's why I stopped putting praise one presents because I felt like it was too narcissistic. I felt like, oh, I'm presenting it when I'm really not. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it. it I am. I was the one booking the shows and shit, but. So many people helped me put it together that I felt like I, they weren't getting the credit that they deserved. Exactly. So that's why I started putting... That's why, for now on, like the crew presents this in. The, exactly. the, the squad. It's not just me. You know what I'm saying? So, because I don't look at this as like, me, I'm going to get out of here. I, I want it to be, we get the fuck out of here. We get off this island. We get on the road. Let's, let's just get the fuck out of here. Like, all of us. Like, you know, because... I would rather have all my people run the top with me than just being lonely at the top. You know what I'm saying? It's just like I want to see. I want. I want to get out of here, man. I want to build an empire. I, I want. I want everybody to get a piece of it. Like everybody that deserves it. You know.
1: That's beautiful, man. That's. I feel like whatever you put your your mind to, and you know, if you're willing to actually do do the work, and you know, and I I think it's good that you. You're able to lose the ego at a young age and be like, you know what, like, I can't do the, th- I can do this, but like, we need a team. We need people that are working together. We need to support each other. And I think that was, it. It takes people a while to lose the ego, and I, th- I think it's, it's awesome that you're able to be like, you know what, I'm gonna work with this guy. We're, we're, gonna bring this guy on the road. We're gonna do this, and it's just like a family vibe.
2: Exactly. But well, because to tell you, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell you the truth, Dave, and a lot of people, maybe not even you. Might believe this, but I never had an ego. Yeah, yeah. I never had one. And, like, that's why it kind of scares me a little bit when, when, as the success comes in, because I'm afraid that of growing one, but then, like, I, I sit back and I was like, listen, if I just keep being myself and I, I, I always remember who I am and I remembered why I didn't have one, then you know what? There you go. I don't, I think that could defeat that purpose. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, like I said, you know, growing up like even when I started doing the shit I never I never once thought I was better than anybody. I actually thought go. more people were better than me than anything. You know, when when there were a few people looking at me like bro, like you're you're going to be something. I was looking at them like no, I'm not. Like because but that's just because of all just just so much shit that I was facing that it, it convinced me for a really long time that I wasn't shit. So, I actually self-loathed more than I believed in myself. And I actually believed in other people way more than I believed in me. So, it's just, it's just how I was. It's just, like, I never once thought, I'm the shit, I'm gonna do this. Like, because I can't, bro. I, I, I can't, like, okay. If it wasn't for Underground hustling, Magic Ninja Entertainment, and even Don Odd, I wouldn't have been able to go on tour. I wouldn't have said, I'm in this state, I'm in that state with Ventrice IV, and Because they booked Don. They didn't, they could have, Don could have easily said, nah, man, I'm going. You know what I'm saying? And that's just being real. But Don being my older brother and we have me and don we have this bond that i only i can only share with with so many with, with with a few other people you know what i'm saying me me and don like that really is my older brother like like he looks at me he says bro i, I can't go anywhere without you and i look i i look at him and i'm like bro i can't do half the shit that i could have done without you you know what i'm saying like so it's just, it's just how it is, man, like, like, we, like, even from the first time we met, like, the first year we were getting to know each other, we thought we knew each other for, like, 10 fucking years, you know what I'm saying, like, so, it's definitely, like, we really are, like, like, it's, like, the only thing that, that just makes us not what we are is just blood, but at, at the same time, it's, real it's, it's probably, we're probably more blood-related than, than, <laughs> than my own family, you know what I'm saying, like, that really is my older brother. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And I can say that about Leo Reb, and I can say that about Trey Gravity, and OG Bernie, and, and Ventrice, too, man. Like, I can could, I could say that about them. Especially Trey Gravity, man. I knew that motherfucker for 10 years. I was eating at his house when I couldn't have it, when I wasn't eating at all. Sleeping wow. on his couches when I, when I was on the streets. You know what I'm saying? And Leo Reb, you know what I'm saying, we always get each other. You know? Me and Leo Reb, we really have that definition of, I got it, you got it. You know what I'm saying? Like... And OG Bernie, man, shout out to him too, man. I know he's going through some shit right now, but yo,
1: shout out to him, yeah, he's yeah, a real man. dude.
2: Yeah, that's the probably probably the most humble fucking person. Like that that motherfucker, bro. Like yo, that yo, they, probably the most humble person you could ever fucking meet in your whole life. And he probably don't even know it. Like he probably don't even know it, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's he's a real one, bro. Definitely. That's great, bro. You got the squad. You guys are following your dreams. Doesn't seem like anything's stopping you.
2: Nah, nothing. Nothing. It, nothing stopped me before. Nothing's going to stop me now.
1: What would you tell anyone that's like, you know, they're dealing with some tough times or they're trying to figure out the next move and they kind of feel stuck? Like, wh- what do you even say to someone like that?
2: Cause First okay. thing I would tell them is no excuses. The moment you start making up excuses, the more you fall. The moment you're like, oh, I, I can't because of... <coughs> no, no excuses, yeah, yeah. bro. No excuses. Because the next thing I would tell them is that it, it all depends on, like, if, if they don't, like, if they wouldn't have anything like a job right now, the, the next thing I would, t- I would tell them, like, yo, like, definitely, definitely take care of your financial situation. You know what I'm saying? But, like, if I, what I would tell somebody personally that was just going through shit, it really all depends on what they're going through. Exactly. But just keep fucking, yo, just keep pushing, man. Like, you're the only person that's going to stop you, bro. Like, nobody, nobody's words are ever going to fucking, they're going to. People's words, you know, everybody's asshole. You know, opinions are like assholes, and everybody's got one. But at the same time, you know, how if you're gonna let that stop you, bro, you might as well not even. You you might as well just call yourself a quitter. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't, like, yo, don't, don't be fucking. Because, bro, if you quit, then you're never gonna be able to do anything, bro. Like, and like, so all, all I'm, all I'm saying is like, I'm, I'm talking, I'm talking everybody else the way people talk to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, keep, keep persistent, man. Keep fight through it, bro. Like. It really all depends on what somebody's going through,
1: but like exactly, exactly. if it's,
2: but at the same time, man, for anybody just going through shit, bro, just keep being consistent and just, just, just fight through it, man. Like, just, just get up and do it, bro. Don't even think about it. Just, just when you're not thinking and you're just doing, you'll be surprised about how much more you're gonna accomplish than when you're contemplating on your next move. <laughs> just do it, bro. Just, just fucking shut up yeah, and just yeah. do it.
1: Like, it's crazy because I was literally saying that to myself today because I have, I have a lot of free time with myself. Because, d- like, I don't work with really anyone. I Like, we collab with a lot of people. But it's, like, 20-minute phone call calls. And then mm. I'm usually, I'm, like, all alone most of the day. So, like, I'm usually talking to myself. So, it's, like, so key that I d- I tell myself positive things. But if I get in, like, a, a ne- I go down, like, a negative road, it could just be, like, well, what are you going to do about this? Well, why this? This this is happening this May not. And it's, like, bro. but bro, but when I just get in there and I'm, like. I'm like, some. I've, I've literally been telling people, like, I don't even want to, like, I know I have to think, I know I have to strategize certain things, but there's times where I just, I'm like, I don't even want to think about, like, you know what I mean? Because then sometimes you go down that negative road and it could take you to not do the thing that you were going to act on. Be-
2: because lemme, I, I've met, I, I've, people I used to work with that I don't work with anymore, they'll be like, bro, this, 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 this like, like, bro, like, my thing is, like, I have no problem with, with contemplating a plan. But I'm all about a shut up and do it person. Like, I agree. like, for an example, like the bizarre, bizarre's tape, Valentine's Day. What did I, I didn't, I didn't think about. I saw, I hit him up for the prices. This is what he, me and him, we we talked out business details, and then I did it. You know what I'm saying? A- anything like when you when you gave me the shot to do uh, the Dreamer of the Month thing, I shut up and I, and, I, and I did what I did. You know what I'm saying? Anything like even when with the promoting thing, I shut up and I just did it. The EP, I shut up and just did it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that is, when you just shut up and you just do something and you shut everything else else out and you're just, because the more energy you spend time thinking, the more time, it just, you put yourself like on buffering. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's like you're just waiting for a video to just fucking load. It's like, but then at some point it's just gonna load and you're just it's just gonna finish. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I say. Like, you gotta turn out, turn off everything and just do it. Set set a plan, you know, but just jump. Just jump. That's really real, bro. That's great. You know, if you know you got the parachute on your back and you're looking and and you're looking down, the more you contemplate on oh, should I do this or not the the more you're not the more nothing's going to happen. But when you just jump and you're flying at some point when you hit that parachute and then you hit the ground, then you're going to think to yourself, "Wow, holy shit." You know what I'm saying? So that's that's
1: some real stuff, man. Oh,
2: holy shit! You know, like this is definitely a fucking experience, and cause cause that's what I did, man. I stopped hating myself. You know, I stopped it, and opportunities came for obviously for working for it, and then we just took them. We just took them, man. You know what I'm saying? Like anybody, like anybody could have been doing half the shit that I'm doing now. When I'm I'm not a special person. I'm not. I didn't have a spoon in my mouth. Like, I just chose to do it. Like, I just kept grinding for it. Like, because when you're not grinding, it's just, y- you're not doing anything. Yeah, and yeah. so that's, that's it, man. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> you know.
1: That's some real stuff, man. A lot of, uh, you know how they like frame the tweets? Yeah. A couple, you dropped a couple of those, man. I feel like <laughs> people could definitely hang some of those tweets up. they like, oh word, I'm not going to give up. <laughs> I'm not going to think about shit and I'm going to just do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly, man. Like though. like
2: you can think about what you're doing. Don't get me wrong, but don't spend too much time too much on it. You know yeah yeah just yeah. just do. Exactly. You got to kind of have a balance of both of them. Like have a plan, set that plan and then go.
1: That's some real stuff, man. Real talk. So speaking of go, mm. I think it's only right that maybe we share some for anyone who who's unaware of how you get down. I think it's only right we got the some beats up and Oh uh, shit. <laughs> just give me one second, let me just adjust something real quick. Ah
0: uh, shit.
2: My fault if I was being too harsh to anybody out there. It's just <laughs> I'm just talking to everybody how everybody used to talk to me, you know what I'm saying? So Might as well bro
1: Might as well We deserve You know what I mean We gotta We gotta deal with This You know We gotta work with This life that we have But exactly. we got also Make the life that we want to
2: That's why We're destiny's welcome. Within ourselves bro Choose wisely For the light of the dark
1: So Let's get this going
2: Gotta get the funk master flexed The, the, <laughs> <laughs> the fucking bombs dropping <laughs>
0: Around me, I'll pull you out of the sky and crash you into your surroundings. Daily, these species are out for me. They've been chasing me across the galaxy this whole time, I still haven't found me. Cause I jumped out of the aircraft, coming back the Earth, the landing flat in the dirt. Got up at range, dropping my prescriptions, of pros, perks. My life exists. the I need a tiger building escaping. Hot out in the village and lay low while the city's in chaos from lines, holding everybody in it. I feel you Xanus, build some force, you to stay up all night, go fight you in the jail. So I'll tie you will let the prisoners shake you with long knives. Make you swan dive off a mountain and say you feel trying to rock climb. Hyperactive disorder, I rip a pole and the beat, cars with stop signs. So catastrophic, I pass you stars from NASA, my passion is stomping, rabbit can't have you lost in my anthem, as cosmic Swing at you, Spartan battle axes carving Twisting the caps of artists, you can see how I'm heartless My poetry is soldering, a private pension or the people that have broken me Took my wattage lid and sculpted a dollar Had a pocket lane, this was Triton Gives me the eye of a lion, so I'll be fighting, spite. All of my enemies are frightened. I'm a walking truce among the titans. I'll be writing, brightening, and writing my name in the sky with lightning. they designer drug drugs while I'm rhyming. Snapping refactors the to fractures with the transaction. Contractions from the reaper's hatchet. Containing VX as I write the abstraction. Causing natural disasters and crumbling the temple the havoc. My intentions is the war in the streets as they born on the needles. Now all of my people so we talk at the dealer, it's no bullshit, we live through the nice circles of hell, Let like the government circuit, my setup is the birth from the debt, I'm turning your rabbit to a funeral service, where your message? the purpose method, my verbal weapon is certain for death, I run through the matrix of dominating, my occupation is boxing saying impossible, stomp them through lava, and torture and for cooperation, you can make conversations with villains that are out for abomination, my lyrics When I was I've been thinking about my legacy while that's delayed latency. I'm thinking that my life is unscathed like a pagan's need.